0: The recess, recess time! time.
1: My name is Dylan Blake, I'm a multi-platform content creator,
2: and I love dinosaurs.
0: I'm Griff, I'm also a multi-platform content creator, I love belly rubs and head scritches.
2: Hey guys, I am Papa Moore, and I am a workaholic who basically acts like a baby at home. <laughs> <laughs> I am super excited you guys, Are you? this is the first episode, holy crap! <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> kind of nervous, but I'm excited at the same time.
2: I've I've been excited to do this since like Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be nervous. You guys are gonna be great. Um, and just an indicator of this being our first episode, my headphones are about to die, so let me plug those in <laughs> while I'm doing that. Do you guys kind of want to just talk about like this podcast and what you're planning to do and like why you started it? Yeah, yeah. we can do that.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, I'm going to answer the question array of why we want to start this podcast. Well, you know. We want to start the podcast to tell our story and to share the story of others' kinksters because who doesn't want to sit down and have fun and talk about our, our hilarious lives and other people's too? Our goal with this podcast is to normalize the conversation around kink and start a journey of self-acceptance. It can be hard for an Dale like me or a prop like Griff to understand why we enjoy what we do, but by sharing our stories and other kinksters we learn, who love themselves and accept who they are as a person.
0: We also plan I, on talking oh about gosh. the more difficult subjects, such as consent and sexual harassment. Unfortunately, not everyone in these communities has the best intentions. So by having an, outlog, an outline or dialogue about what is and is not acceptable, we hope to help inform others about how they can protect themselves and others around them.
2: I love that. And I just want to say, I'm super excited that we get to produce it. Um, I, you know, when we started talking about doing this, I originally, I was like, oh yeah, this will be a fun little thing. And the more I like thought about it and the more I like, I really dived into it. I was like, you know what, we're going to do this right. So I'm super excited to have you guys doing this. And I'm, I'm really thankful that you're letting us like work on this together and like figure it out. This makes you feel really like, I'm, I feel really special that you guys are trusting me to do this part, and I'm really excited because I know you guys are going to be just as excited about it as I am. Like oh, that. we're more than happy to have you part of the podcast. Yeah. As <laughs> I struggle over here to just... I, hey, it's the first episode. <laughs> no one is here for quality. Everyone is here for us to, like, look a mess and talk about <laughs> kinks and how ridiculous this stuff is all the time. So... All right, guys. Well, you're the host. I, I'm just a producer. This is your <laughs> show. So, what are what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Well, I
0: want to ask you how you came to about came to be about
2: being in the ABDL and pup communities. Um. Well. Oh gosh, that's a really good question. Okay. So, uh, just to all the listeners, I have not. I helped them get all this set up, but they're the host. I'm just running all the technology, so I have not prepared any questions. So. If I sound a hot mess, that's why. <laughs> uh, so, I guess, like, I found it... Well, I'm super into water sports, as you probably can tell from all the yellow. I mean, that's self explanatory, it, right? Um, I'm, like, super into water sports, and, like, I feel like ABDL is kind of, like, the extension of that. You know, like, oh, I love to be myself. So I love all this stuff, so might as well just, like, go crazy with it. And so, I kind of been, like, into it. And then, like, I also needed diapers, like since I was younger, um, and, like, I was kind of just, like, figuring it out on my own, because I didn't feel comfortable coming to my parents about it and just, like, asking questions mm-hmm. and stuff, and so, like, for a while, like, I had no idea that ABDL wasn't even a thing. I was just, you know, enjoying diapers on my own, and, like, I had to wear them, so I was, like, might as well enjoy it while I'm wearing them, and um eventually i kind of like i was i've been a furry since i was like 14 (laughs) and so i always knew about like baby furs and like that whole thing but i always was like oh that's gross like ew and then uh but like secretly was at home you know like stealing like under uh or um what what are they called the pull-ups oh good nights and stuff (laughs) good nights thank you yeah like trying to like sneak good nights and stuff and so like i was completely being hypocritical um, but yeah, that's how I discovered it. And then from there, I like slowly started meeting pups. And then that's how I got to the pup space. And honestly, like I identify with the ABDL and pup space more than the furry space at this point. Like it's just a community that has been so accepting and has been so welcoming. So that's been pretty cool.
0: That's kind of how I am with the pup community. I like I have a persona, I have a reference sheet. I don't have the money for a fursuit, but I feel more connected to the pub community than I do the furries side because Mm -hmm. I've tried to go to, you know, furry conventions and fur cons and stuff like that. And I was like turned away and they're like, you can't be part of the convention because you don't have a fursuit. Like you don't have a head. You don't have the, not even a partial suit. You can't come in. I'm like, really? Like, how can I I show my support if you guys won't let me attend? Right. Well, at least, you know, with the pub community, it's like, you don't, we don't care if you have gear or not. If you want to be a pup, or you want to be a kitten, or a cow, or whatever you want to identify as, you can do that. Like, you don't need gear. Yeah.
2: yeah. I feel like the pup community is pretty, is overall, pretty accepting in that regard. Sometimes it can be a little shaky. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what about you doing? Uh, so, similar to um, how you are and stuff, like, I grew up, like, having this, like, weird desire to, like, just want to wear diapers and stuff. And um, growing up, you know, kind of just unconscious knowing that, like, that's a, That's like a no-go. Like, especially as a kid, yeah. you're always trying to, like, fit in with everybody. And, yeah. you know, when you're doing potty training stuff and you're also, like, you know, big kids, you know, don't use diapers and stuff. So it's just ingrained in, the, in like, you. Yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. And so, at a young age, I was, like, trying to sneak some out and stuff, and I came up with, like, this whole master plan of, like, how I was going to get them. And, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm smart. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be doing this, this, and this. Nobody's going to find out. Like, a week later, my mom sits me down. It's like, so, David. Oh, oh, no. um,
2: This is my worst know, nightmare. We've
1: noticed that you've been, you know, like, used needs and, and stuff, and Oh my God is there anything you <laughs> want to say about it? and I'm like oh like you know the first customer in my head was oh, freaking gosh man uh, yeah <laughs> and like my mom was like it's okay like that's okay if you want to do that Dave that's totally okay oh but you have to understand you cannot do this outside of the house there's set rules of what you can and can't mm-hmm. do, this is a reward to you. If you want to do that, we I will gladly support you because I want you Aww. to understand, like, to self-explore who you are as a person. And to give Aww. a back story of, like, my mom has a master's degree in adolescence sexuality because she is a pediatrician. Oh, so, wow. Like, Holy crap. It was one of those things where, like, she really allowed me to develop as a person and gave me that support, which Mm -hmm. I hear over and over and over again from people. Like the parents don't understand that their parents don't want to accept who they're as a person. Yeah. I had the opportunity to have a mom and a dad who were willing to sit down and go, you are perfectly normal. Like, yeah, it's okay that you don't fit within these certain blocks. And they Mm. told me later on, like, they knew I was gay from like, almost like age four on. They're like, we knew you were gay. Mm -hmm. We didn't force you to be gay. We wanted you to come to us and say, mom, dad, I'm gay. This is who I am. And they told me over and over again throughout the years of, you know, Dave, if you you aren't straight, it's okay. If you're gay, that's awesome.
2: You do Mm -hmm. who you are as a person that's amazing. I like, I, that is like, I, I, it is so rare to hear that kind of like healthy, like engagement with parents when it comes to that kind of stuff, especially like you being a person of color on top of that. So it's like, I, I just love that. I love that your, your, your family was like, and explained it to you in the right way. Cause you know, when you're young, you're not understanding that kind of stuff. and like, I feel like it's very important to like, approach it with the right context uh-huh. and so it sounds like your parents did that's so cool right dude. that's so cool that's so cool me i oh, was like I, I,
0: I was like right around 15 16 is when i started realizing that i was gay like
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know being on the wrestling team in high school and you know being around guys all the time i was like you know i i have friends who are females i have trans friends but i just could never like develop a relationship like that with a female, or a person of the mm. opposite gender, whereas, like, guys, I've always felt kind of closer to. I could make a better relationship
2: than I could with a female. Right. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, I feel like, well, for me, it's, like, weird. I As far as it goes for me, like, figuring out I was gay, that was pretty early. Like, middle school is, like, when I finally figured it out. Hilariously, like, my parents, I don't know, if I, I'm convinced it was denial, because, like, my extended family... Everybody knew, all my friends. Everybody knew. I mean, we're talking about a kid who, like, I did the whole Britney Spears. Um, oops, I did it again. Routine, <laughs> like in front of in front of my parents. Like, showed them the whole thing. I like turned my shirt so it was like this or whatever, so it, like looked like a bikini <laughs> and like did the whole like shebang. And like, how the heck you not know that you got a gay son? I, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's you know, I I get that. Like
1: that confusion of like trying to figure out. I, I think out. for me, um, it was when I had a purple tutu, and coming from a very like <laughs> hardcore right wing conservative family, that's like a mm-hmm. mind blower. Like I'm right. just, like, <sighs> and that's my dad's favorite picture. Like he's like, boy, look that's at hilarious. you You're looking all Are you like here with your like purple tutu, <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, what the I, hell, bro? Like I'm that's amazing oh my god it's terrifying and it's like on point like i'm in like in the fifth position of like ballet and i'm like bro
2: (laughs) this is less legendary that's what my parents said you know they're
0: like we don't care if you're gay we don't care if you're straight you know but we're not gonna make like my parents waited till i came out to them and the same thing is i came out to my friends before i came out to my family because like one of my friends her and i have known each other since like we were young pups like in like kindergarten, like elementary school. I came out to mm-hmm. her first before I came out to the rest of my friends and the rest of my family. She's like, you know, I always knew that you were gay. She goes, I don't judge you, you know, because her and I were like this, you know, we're like sis, brother and sister. Like, Yeah. So it's like if I need to talk to someone about anything serious, like she's the my go-to person. Like,
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah. I came out to my uh, mom well, be, to save my well, ass. Well, before we get
2: too too far into into that topic, uh, what was the next question? I don't <laughs> uh, I don't want to spend the entire podcast talking, talking about our coming uh, out no, story. Um, that's a whole another. That's a whole episode. All oh, right. right. <laughs>
1: um, so
2: <laughs> the one thing that I
1: like to always try to do is, what's some advice that you would give to somebody that is interested or just starting out in a community? <sighs>
2: That's a good question. Um, I guess, like, I guess one of the things I would say is, like, try not to do too much at once. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm I very much a type A personality. I mean, running an entire company built around my kinks is a better, is a perfect example of just on how type A I am. Um, but, like, so, like, I'm the kind of person that, like, when I was in college and, like, first went off, I tried to join, like, every social group, I've, like, always been, like, as soon as I get super into something, I immediately find the subreddit for it. I'm, like, looking for the communities and the Discord service for it, you know? Like, I'm, like, going all in. And I feel like, especially with Pup and ABDL, it's, like, take your time to find the right spaces for you. Because I think that this is such a unique... I feel like ABDL especially... Pup is... is, Pup 2, Pup Play 2, but I feel like ABDL especially is such a misunderstood and niche kink. You know, like the whole idea of like wearing diapers and enjoying diapers and like, you know, having this whole headspace and all that kind of stuff is very difficult to like come to terms with. And so I feel like when people first discover like any kind of ABDLs, they're like, oh my God, like finally, like I have friends and it's like, not every space is right for you. Like, if someone's non-sexual and then they become friends with a whole bunch of people who are purely sexual, right? that can, like, put them in the wrong kind of environment. Not necessarily that it's a bad environment, just, like, it might not be the best one for them to learn about the community, if that makes sense. Right, you know? yeah. right.
1: And So, um, so like,
2: <laughs> I just take the time to, like to find that. the right... Yeah, What like, what were you going to say? So, um,
1: my advice for it is, it's okay to not Fully know what you want in a community yeah. because, like when you first start yeah. out, like there's you know disparate you know there's like war sports, there's um, like scat, you know there's all these different things yeah. like sexual, and non sexual, and you might think you might like something, mm-hmm. and then realize when you get into that situation that it's not what you thought it was. Right, and it's okay right. to take back a statement going oh, I thought I liked that, but I really don't actually. Really don't. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's happened to me before. Is, consent can like, be taken away. Yeah, I think I time. like that, and then I'll try, I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. Like, that's, uh, I'm gonna pass on that.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think also it's like finding people that you mesh well with, too. You know, like, I've encountered a lot of uh, pups, especially, that are like, you know, I want to be a pup, I like being a pup, but I just haven't met others who I feel like I get along with, and I feel I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that's a common experience. Like we're all human, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's, I feel like that's a really common experience. I get, yeah, I don't know. I just wish I would like to, I would, I would say to people new to the community, like take your time to find the right people in the right spaces. Like don't feel like the very first interaction you have is the only interaction you'll ever have. Right. Um, Uh,
0: My advice is along the same lines, you know, just take your time, you know, that way you can learn about yourself along with the community But I'd also say when you are in a specific area, like say you're at a bar or something like that, like or at a pub event or an A B D L convention, mm-hmm. try to have someone there who you can trust, you know, someone who can yeah. help keep an eye over you. Like when I go to pub yep. events, I take one of my friends with me because who's to say someone doesn't put something in my drink when I'm out on the mosh match wrestling as a pup or you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, so when I go to pub events I try to have someone I know and trust there with me to help keep an eye over me.
2: Yeah, I think that's smart. I think that's smart. It's actually funny. That's actually one of the big reasons why I'm excited about the Discord server is like for that reason. It's like it's so nerve wracking going to events alone or like going to something new alone. And like that can be really scary for a lot of people. Right. So like if there's a way for them to like for people to make friends or you know meet people and be like hey i'm going to this event or hey like i really want to do this thing but i've never been before like can you give me some advice (laughs) like i feel like that's going to be super helpful for people right so okay before (laughs) we go too crazy i have a question
0: okay what's up
2: what uh can you what is the abdl community what is abdl to you
0: I'll let Dylan answer that one because he's or more pup, ABDL than I am. I'm like a supporter right, of it, say, but I'll let him actually yeah. answer what ABDL is once he gets headphone situation. And then, care uh, of. and then for
2: you, <laughs> for you, Griff, the question, same question, but for for pup play, what is what does pup play mean to you? And what does is pup is play to me? About? It's taking
0: yeah. on like for me, it's like role playing. Like you can just not mm-hmm. be human, you know. You can just be someone else. Like for me, I like to. Like, play with dog toys, like squeaky toys, tennis balls. I have a couple of rope toys I can play tug of war with, you know.
2: <laughs> I've seen some pictures of you. It's so cute. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, people ask me, like, oh, where do you get all your toys from? I'm like, I just go to the local pet store and grab, like, tennis balls and squeaky toys from the pet store. Like, I haven't got my tag from the pet store. Like, yeah, it's like, people, I wear my tag all the time. Even when I go to work, I That's still normal. wear my tag. And yeah. some of the people I know, that I work with, they know I'm a pup and they're like, they're, when they're, they're getting my attention, they go, come here puppy. And like, it always, <laughs> oh it God. always works. So every time I hear that, my head perks, I'm like, all right, who's calling me? Like I look around and so it's, cute. <laughs> yeah,
2: that is so cute. Are you kidding me? That is so cute. Yeah.
0: Some people I work with actually call me by my pup name. They're like, Griff, get Aww. over here. I'm like, I'll walk over there and like, you are a good dog. You do listen. I was like, we just like, they're like, that, what do you guys want? They're like, we just wanted to see if you'd come over if we called your name. I was like, <laughs> oh, guys, come on. I'm trying to work
2: here. Come on. Called out. Yeah. Called out. Called all the way out. <laughs> that was so funny. Well, what about you, Dylan? What is the, what is what is ABDL and what does it mean to you? Um, well, what is for me really is it's
1: kind of just a way for me to reclaim my childhood. Because, yes, I've, like told said earlier, I've had all the support from you know from my mom and stuff, but that was from my stepmom and not from my birth giver. From that side, yeah. I had tons and tons and tons of terrible things happen to me, from being molested, raped, abused for thirteen years, and so I had it's to funny. grow up really fast so mm. I could defend myself as a person because yeah. I not want to let somebody take away my youth. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I, it I enjoyed it already beforehand, but for some odd reason, when I, you know, would put good night or something on something just in my brain clicked. And it was like, you're okay. You're safe. Yes. The world is a shitty place, but right now you can reclaim your time.
2: Yeah. I like that. I like the description. I,
0: I've helped yeah I've helped him like at night he'll come up and be like, Bubby, can you pad me up? And I'll put him in, you know, diapers and tuck him in and <laughs> stuff like that. I even helped get him those alphabet mats that you find like in an infants room. I you know I understand
2: what talking about. So yeah.
0: I bought like three packs of those.
2: can't cat
0: Sorry about that. Cat is trying to be part of the podcast.
2: This is a sec- it's okay. <laughs> My, all all three of our cats are like hovering, trying to get in the frame, and I can see them looking at me. But <laughs> Anyway, I got those
0: alphabet mats, and because he wanted something to put on the floor to help make the floor softer, and he's just going to get those workout mats, you know, the ones that look like diamond. Oh, plate. yeah. And I was at Walmart, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, do you want me to get some of these alphabet mats? Because it'd be more of the little side for, you know. Yeah. he goes, if you could, that'd be awesome. So I bought three packs and helped put them on the floor.
2: Oh I love that. That's so cute. No, I that's that's great. That's and that's awesome that you guys are so supportive of each other, especially. Is it just the is it just the two of you living there or do you guys have uh, or is it like all four of you? There's
0: three of us. Well, I technically oh, okay. don't legally live here. I just stay here on my oh, days okay, gotcha.
2: off. Oh, okay, I got
1: gotcha. he's always here.
2: Gotcha.
0: Yeah, I pretty much, much stayed here. <laughs> I love that. But That's it's true. Dylan and his boyfriend Ryoko, who is also a pup mm. in ABDL, and then there's oh, okay, me, cool. so it's just three of us.
1: So, oh, nice. my boyfriend's actually just a dragon. You can see him um in the swimming pool. He'll just swim around. He looks like a little snug. Um, he,
2: oh my god. He also uh,
0: reminds me of the Loch Ness monster when he swims through the water.
2: That is so freaking call, cute. We Are we call you a kidding, kidding me? Dragon. He's are scared. you kidding me? That is so cute. Well, it's he's not dragon, scared. it's Dwagon. The but changed he is changed to a W. Dwagon. Scared fire. To save his life. Re- how are you a dragon and scared of fire? Because he's
1: a water dragon. Oh my god. Yeah, and
2: this is how we're going to. You know, how, a to train dragon. A dragon. Yeah, how to train a fake dragon. Fake dragon. Fake dragon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He also. Doesn't he have a fear of heights, too? Yep. So he can't fly either because he's got a fear of heights. Oh. So he's a dragon who just lives in the water. Yep. Yeah. He's a snake.
1: He's just a snake that hasn't evolved yet.
2: (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm going to put on my producer hat and say, let's take a quick little break. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) So welcome back guys to Recess time. Amar, I actually have a question for you. So what's the biggest challenge that you faced recently? And how did you overcome
2: it? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, well, I think it, goes without saying that 2020 and half of twenty one, 2021 thus far has been probably the worst year and a half of everyone's life. Uh, a global pandemic will do that to you. Um, but I will say probably the biggest challenge um, has lately been just how fast playtime has been growing. Um, you know, I was running everything completely on my own from our launch of April last year up until about two months ago, like all of our social media marketing, our emails, our Twitter, our Instagram, our logistics, our emails, customer support, our like suppliers, like literally all of it. I designed our Shopify completely from scratch. I designed many of our products, you know, developed relationships with our warehouses and our artists, like literally all of it. I did it completely on my own. And that was hard enough, like, obviously. Um, But then on top of that, like, now that we have two team members, um, we call all Playtime employees team team members. I hate the word employee because it makes it sound like I'm, like, lording over them or something. I prefer team members. Um, But now that we have two of them, I now am not only a CEO, I'm also our CTO because I design and code everything myself. And then now I'm also a boss. And like, that's a lot to try to juggle because it's like a man of many hats. HR, right, it's a man of many hats, and it's like there's no HR handbook that was handed to me It was like, "Here's how to be a good boss, go do it." Here's how to do payroll, go do it. Here's how to like, you know what I mean? Like, there was no one right. doing that, and so I had to like quickly figure that out. And it's been it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge, and I definitely am not I wasn't great at it at first. You know, I was trying to figure stuff out, and I was going trying different things and going back and forth and trying to figure out how to do scheduling and task assignments and everything. But, um, you know, I just, I went to some really good and and inspirational people in my life who gave me some really good advice and, you know, just try to be the boss that I wish I had when I was working in corporate America. And, um, thankfully it's been successful. You know, our team is really executing things and we're producing a podcast. We're, launching a mobile app we're doing our discord server we have a new partner program we're doing it all at once and we're like doing it well and you know now i have an advisor and i have people talking to us about investing in us and it's a lot and it's really exciting but um it's a lot to handle when you're 29 in a pandemic and doing it all (laughs) by yourself well i
0: mean you're doing well for yourself i mean playtime as a whole like as a company it's you know doing really well
2: Thank you. I, I feel like we are. I mean, the numbers say that we are and the people who, you know, know about us, uh, make me feel that way, but it's just a lot when you're running it. It's very stressful. It's just very stressful. So I just, I'm happy that we're handling it, you know?
0: Well, I'm glad you're handling it very well. I mean, I really do hope that PayTime as a company and everyone involved, you know, can be successful and, you know, can grow and flourish into something greater.
1: Yeah. And so like, thank you. you know, like, um, I've heard multiple people say it's like how transparent you are as an owner of a company. It's just like mind blow. Cause I know, you know, as a, um, as ambassador and model for you, you know, you always talk to us like, Hey, you know, like what are your guys' opinions on this? You know, these are some ideas yeah. that I had And, you know, you're always willing to listen to what our opinions are on the subjects. And to me, that's, that's super awesome to hear. And
2: like actually see, well, it's it's at the end of at the end of the day, our community is what makes us. You know, like I've always looked at Playtime as like, yes, it's my job, and like, yes, I'm the boss, and I can't always be the good guy. Right. You know, there are plenty of people in the community who don't like me for different decisions that we've made or mistakes that we've made. Because I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we're perfect. We've made plenty of stumbles along the way. Uh, we're not rears, but <laughs> we've made plenty of mistakes. Um, But I I, I always have tried to, at least where I can, obviously I can't share everything. Right. um, But I, I at least try to have everyone involved because, like, I've always looked at our ambassador program and our modeling program as not just affiliates. You guys aren't just people who are there to make me money. You guys are there to serve as ambassadors to the community for us. And so if you're going to do that, you have to at least have a relationship with us. Like you need to know what's going on. You need to be able to trust that when we release a product they, and you're promoting it, that that product is of the quality and whatever that I say it is, you know? And I also want you guys to be, I want you guys to feel a part of not just the community, but of the playtime community, you know, because ultimately like you're what makes or breaks us. And you know, I also look at it as a way of supporting content creators. You guys know, and I've said this multiple times, is that I am a big believer in supporting content creators and sex workers. You know, at the end of the day, this is work, and this is a job, and it's one that people don't respect, I feel. And as a person who was a sex worker for a number of years, you know, it it's thankless, and it's hard, and it's difficult, and unfortunately, we live in a society that demonizes it. And so I wanted to make playtime the opposite of that. know right. I wanted to make it like Lorenzo as an example, who you know is an adult content creator. like Lorenzo was able to produce all of the sexual adults, whatever content that he wants while also promoting playtime. And then alongside that, you have people like Griff, who Griff, you're purely pup, like really invested in the pup community and trying to be an ambassador to that and trying to encourage people and like welcome people into it. And you also are able to do that while being an ambassador. And so I just like that we were able to provide that, that balance. Now, when you, know?
0: you asked me to be an ambassador for playtime, it really took me by surprise. Like my mind was blown. I was like, Oh my gosh. Really? Like, are you being, yeah. Cause it was like something I was not expecting. Like also for the <laughs> fact that you had asked me to be an ambassador for playtime for, you know, like the pup play lineup, it mm-hmm. I felt honored. Like I was like, oh, Playtime is trusting me. me as a content creator, as you know, a pup in the community. Like, there's other pups that Playtime could have chosen. Like, yeah. there's more well known, more recognizable pups in the community, but the fact that I was asked really surprised me and made me feel honored. I was like, What have I done differently than other pups that made me stand out for playtime to ask me to be an ambassador
2: well i can tell you if you want (laughs) to (laughs) know i mean like i'm right here i (laughs) mean sure let's spill the tea honey (laughs) Uh, yeah let's let's spill the tea the lemonade honey let's spill the lemonade yeah um well i mean what it was was like you know i there i had gone to a few of the larger content creators you know people who had you know 40,000 followers on twitter or you know 20,000 followers on Instagram and everything and, you know, came to them, talked to them and some were interested and some weren't. And what ended up happening was two things. One, a lot of those larger creators that we talked to weren't truly invested in what we did. Okay. You know, they would promote once or twice a month, but there was never really any like attempt to really like actually invest time and effort into it, which meant that that came across to their audience. So like, you know we're spending all this money and sending out free products and giving them discounts and all these things and we weren't getting anything in return because they weren't really investing any time in it so as a small business that that's costly you know we, right. we spent a lot of money you know in the beginning trying to figure out the right balance thankfully we have now but so was that and then the other issue was just like we it was they're flaky they were just flaky you know like we had one ambassador who jo- our model who joined us and we were I was like super excited. They were, had a great following. They were in the UK, so it was going to mean that we could expand our our reach. And you know, I was providing all this guidance, and things we can do. And he was just like, "I don't think I can do this," and just left. You know, just exited, which is like fine, and they can do that. But it like really upset me because it's like I'm not trying to play that card, but we're the only visible black owned ABDL business in the industry. Right. There is no one else, so it's like. It, it, that really bugged me. It's like, wow, you guys can promote all these diaper companies, you can promote these onesie companies, but then it comes to me and it's like all of a sudden it's too much. Okay. And then the other issue was like the the commitment to what we do. You know, it's like I'm not we're not just putting out a product and then walking away. You know, we do twitch again, gaming events now. We're doing this podcast. We're, you know, red doing revenue sharing. We're, you know, we have the best commission rates in the entire market. You know what I mean? Like I really want people to feel like we're making them a part of things. Right. And so I look for people who are willing to make that same commitment and who are just as excited as I am, but also produce good content. Cause that's the other side of it is like, if you're, if your content's garbage, it doesn't matter how excited you are; it's it's garbage content. Right. So, <laughs> so it's like
0: speaking of content. If
2: you look at my
0: like Instagram and Twitter before September, what twenty twenty stuff like that. If you look at my pictures before that, as like cell phone selfies, and then, like the pictures are like they're good and all, but they're like, eh. but it's like Dylan takes like all my puppy pictures. Dylan it is did, so good at photography. It did, it's it's like, so great. As soon as he started taking my pictures, like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it is is nine day difference. Like from when I met him and he started taking my pictures to after, it's like I was just blown away by his ability to take photography, the way he edits them. Like I'll sit here and I'll watch him edit a picture for like three or four hours. I'm like, "Would you like me to help you edit these pictures?" And I mean, I am not technology smart. I am dumb. Like, I <laughs> right. I mean.
2: Oh, we I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I'm gonna need, I am very I'm gonna need aware. Some, I'm gonna need some more I, light because you're throwing some shade over here. <laughs> I, no, no, okay, you know, what, audience. I just need to tell y'all. So we signed we signed them up for the ambassador program, and Griff messages me and it's like I've never done PayPal before, and I'm like okay. So I'm like, here's how you do it. He's like, I can't figure this out, and I'm like, Griff. And he's like, I'm just gonna let Dylan do it. I'm like, Grif. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I
0: grew baby. up in school like I never had a computer at home so it's something I never yeah. had. You know, if I needed yeah. a computer, I had to go to the local library. So I've never had to work on a computer. I've never had to be around to computers. Like, it So it's movie, just something so. I'm not used to. Like the only yeah, electronic I have is like my cell phone and my Xbox. Like computer was just non-existent for me.
2: Yeah. So No, that's fair. My husband is the same way. My husband is like, you put a computer in front of him and he knows how to work and he knows how to look at YouTube, but you ask him to do anything more than that, and he's like, I don't... Nope. That time, people are like, why don't you get a computer? And I'm like, because I don't know
0: anything about it. They're like, well, why don't you just build it? Again, because I don't know anything about computers. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. This is a
1: solution. I sent him 20 bucks on PayPal, and oh I was like, hey, um, just make, you just have to make sure you transfer over. He's like, "Um, I don't know how to do it. I said, just Give me your phone and I was like, Okay, I need your I need your debit card to link this. He's like, Okay, I was like, done. <laughs> and he looked like my that's twenty what, cents already. That's what that's what we're here
0: for.
2: That's what we're here for. <laughs>
0: but you know, the opposite could be said. You know, I know more about cars, so it's like whenever he has a car phone, I was like, True. Bubby, my car's doing this. Like, what do I do? I'm like, Okay, you know, I'm dead I'm dead asleep because I'm a night shift person. He'll come in the afternoon. You know, hey, my car's doing this. Okay, let me get dressed. Let me come downstairs. Let me look at your car. You know, let me try to figure out what's going on yep. with it. And
2: then, like. Let me get you together. Yeah,
0: like the reservoir tank on his car went out, so he was losing antifreeze. So I drove him to mm-hmm. AutoZone. We got that taken care of. And then I was like, let's go to the cheapest route possible. You know, let's check the reservoir tank. Let's check the hoses. Let's check the radiator before we yeah. start wondering if it's actually something inside the engine.
2: oh my god (laughs) well how did you guys meet I'm curious because you if villains started taking pictures for you around the time you became an ambassador were you guys not friends
0: before then
2: we didn't know each other
0: before September like wow I had no idea I thought you guys had known each other we had met on a third party app called pup space which is
2: oh I've been I've heard it that long yeah so
0: it shows you like who's online and who's nearby in your area within like a hundred mile radius and he popped up, I was like, Oh, I've never seen this pup before. Well, I was mm-hmm. here to message him when he messaged me first. He's like, Hey, you know, I see you're in Ohio and we got talking about fourth and he's like, I'm in Columbus. I'm like, I live an hour away from Columbus, you know? And he's like, yeah. Well, I'm actually like in this area, but I say I'm in Columbus because Columbus is a more well known area. I was like, Okay, yeah. that's understandable. He goes, What are you doing today? I said, Well, today's my day off. He goes, You wanna come hang out with me? I was like, short. So he's like, if you have your puppy gear, bring your puppy gear because I'll take pictures for you because I'm a professional photographer.
1: I didn't say professional. I said, I'll take your pictures though. (laughs) I would never claim professional. He's like, Mm -hmm. I ain't no... Don't put that label on me yet. (laughs) So we went to a public park that
0: is halfway between my house and his house. And he took some pictures of me like out in nature and stuff like that. And I came back to his house and we hung out. And the rest is history. Like I just Came over to his house and just never left unless I go to work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome. I, I mean, I do that. help out. I like, guys... I don't
0: just like free live here. You know, I help buy groceries yeah. and you know, I help you know wash dishes and you know, I help out around too. And so, yeah, um,
1: that's great. Personally, I I like to think that um, Griff is one like the um, it's kind of like a very influential person to me because the fact that like yeah. I feel like Griff holds himself well as a pup. Because, like, mm-hmm. he embodies like, what I see a pup should be. Like, you know, always willing to go out of his way and go, hey, you know what, you're new here. Let me show you the ropes. Let me show you how I became a pup yes. and stuff. Yeah. And then I'm just like, wow, like, you know, he's always willing to do this stuff. And he doesn't give the community a bad name. Because I've I've seen mm-hmm. pups and everything else that I've done things I'm like, whoa let's not be yeah. doing
2: that yeah yeah Ugh. Girl. and
1: so it always cringes me because like everybody likes to look at the bad apples mm-hmm. and you know you hear all the stories about you know you know so-and-so doing this or so-and-so doing that and you're like that's one person what about the rest of the community and so i mm-hmm. feel like griff and buy is like a what a pup should be in a king community, and so I also see like pup hunts. Who's from DCs that now lives in PA. He's one of the mm-hmm. people that like really helped me get into my photography. What was his name? Pup, pup hunts. Pup yep. hunts.
0: Hunts. H U N T S. Yep. Oh,
2: okay. Got it.
1: Yeah, he's one of the pups that really helped me understand like that that. Uh, transition from, like, A video and Puffs, and he's great with photography. He does amazing awesome. photography. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. I, I love I love hearing that, and it's good that it's it's awesome to hear that you guys look at each other in, in similar ways of, like, that connection that you're able to make with each other. I mean, that's the kind of connections that I feel like everybody really wants, you know what I mean? And also, Dylan, I'm, I agree with you. I, I do think it's too often that we hear about the bad apples. We don't really talk often enough about the good ones. Uh You know, I think one person, I know we were going to get into this question anyway, but like one person that really has been influential to me is Crib, um, Crib the Rebel. And uh, he works for, he actually works for ABU. And part of the reason that I respect him a lot is like, I've always felt a lot of embarrassment and shame around being an ABDL. It's something that I'm still working on. It's still something I'm struggling with. Despite me running a company for ABDLs <laughs> and Pubs, I still feel very like weird and shameful about it. And it's been recent, It's only been recently that I've really started to shed that. And I know when I first was really starting to discover myself and like come to terms with it, and really start to get into the community because I didn't really dive deep into the community until a few years ago. Um, you know, I was watching Crib's Twitter and. You know, and granted, he's very extreme of like, I'm, you know, I'm a tie for and everyone's going to see and like all this stuff and whatever. But like, I don't know. It just, it was kind of like nice to see someone who was not a skinny white twink, who was hairy, who was, you know, super kinky, who was, <laughs> right. you know, like all the things that like weren't the traditional E B D L but like still being like, yeah, this is what I do, this is what I'm about, and you know, fuck it. I'm just going to live my life. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just always found that really inspirational. And then on top of that, he's actually a really nice guy. Like, we're friends. We, we talk regularly. And he is legitimately a good person, which makes it even better. So, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I can know.
0: relate to that because I went to, like, a couple pup events. Well, not pups specifically, but more, like, fetish events where they're like, hey, we need mm-hmm. people to lay on a table and have food poured over them for people to eat off of. You know, be centerpieces. Yeah. I've, tried oh, to, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've tried to volunteer to be a centerpiece at like two or three different events. And I got turned away. I got told no. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. why is that? And they're like, people don't want to eat off of an otter. Someone who has your body type. We want jocks or twinks. Like we want the real muscular like pecs and six pack and beanie arms. Oh my god! Or we want the like a hundred you know fifteen pounds soaking wet, you know, twink boy. Yeah. We're like we don't want otters. We don't want cubs. We don't want bears. And I'm like, how can you say you're a fetish event and only, <sighs> you that. know, Specifically, focus on one or two body types. Like people, there's people from all different creeds, all different types of walks of life who are involved in this that you're secluding and pushing away because they don't meet your ideal, perfect, you know, image.
1: Oh, I have a statement on this. So, uh, (laughs) when I do photography and stuff, uh, one one key thing I always try to do because I'm pretty sure as a makeup artist. do the same thing and that is Mm -hmm. don't correct the flaws but emphasize them and like you know make them really like make you as a real person stand out because I've taken pictures for some people and you know they've had a bad past you know they have cut all of their arms and stuff and yeah, they're like can you correct all this and all this I was like why like what why are you so ashamed of where you came from like Yes, that might be painful to look at, but at the same time, that's a reminder of where you came from and now where you stand.
0: Yeah, I always tell people like, I've got scars on my body too. You know, I've done martial arts, I've wrestled. You know, I was in the military. I've I've law enforcement background. I've got scars and you know stretch marks all over my body. People are like, why don't you try hiding your scars? Why don't you try hiding your stretch marks? Like because they're me. You know, my scars Mm -hmm. are my battle. You know. Showed that I went through some tough battles and I'm still standing. Life has knocked mm-hmm. me down, but you know what? I pulled myself up. I've dusted myself off, and I said, "Really, life? That's the best you've got? Like next time you hit me, put your purse down and hit me with a sense like, like you really <laughs> want to <laughs> knock me down? Like, life, if you want to knock me down, you're gonna have to put me six feet under because every time you knock me down, I'm gonna pull myself up. And I'm gonna come back stronger than ever. Yeah, hey,
1: Mark, this actually kind of flows into our, my next question for you, and that is, yeah. What's your favorite statement or quote? And why is that?
2: Oh, this is a really, really good one. Um, I, oh, a good quote. My favorite quote. Wow. Okay. Um, (laughs) Layer on you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You're just like laying it on me. These are really good. You guys are good at this. See, I I knew I picked the right people to produce a podcast for. See, I already didn't know. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I, I'm trying to think. Cause we can um, my always of kinda... ours still. Cause yeah, you guys go first. Uh, only cause like my mind is going blank. I, I have the person, the people that I like respond. I really <laughs> admire, but I'm like trying to think of a quote that they said. So you guys go ahead and go first. So what about um, you answer that one first. Yeah.
1: So somebody that um I see as a mentor and stuff, one of the favorite points that he told me once was success is like a pregnancy. Everybody says, you know, congratulations when you are successful, but nobody ever wants to ask how many times have you been involved. And yeah. it's a funny quote, and I love it because the fact I, that- I like that, I like that, and the reason I love it is because everybody wants to be there when you are on top. Like you know, think mm-hmm. about all these times that you know in high school stuff. Everybody's there when you know you are first in class, you are the yep. star player, you know. But the second that you know trouble comes. Nobody's there, really. You know, That's how you find mm-hmm. your true friends. Nobody really wants to see you when you're struggling and stuff. But yeah. I love that. Because from a Christian background, we call it trials and tribulations. And that is, yeah. you know, like, nobody goes and goes, so, you know, what? today, I want to be bankrupt. Today, I won't have financial problems. Today, I won't have a divorce. Nobody yeah. ever says that. But instead, they go through all these troubles and stuff. But years later, they can go, you know what? Yeah, I did have financial problems. But guess what? I'm here. I might not mm-hmm. have a house anymore. But that's okay. I am happy because I achieved success there. Because I did yeah. not let my struggles defeat me.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that.
0: I would have to so say that my favorite quote is the serenity prayer. And for those Mm -hmm. that are not familiar with the serenity prayer, it's it quotes God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage Mm -hmm. to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That is important to me because we as humans get in the mindset that we can control everything in our day-to-day life. Like we're in control 100% of the time. Yeah. We're actually not though. I mean, we're actually in control of just a small portion of our day-to-day life. Like, Things in life go wrong. I mean, there's no predicting when life will go wrong. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's going to go wrong at some point. You just don't know when. So we have to make peace with knowing that with the wisdom, we have to be, you know, like be at peace and know when we can and cannot control things. And we have to be smart Mm -hmm. about what we can. Yeah, And we have to have like, you know, the courage to actually stand up and say, hey, I'm in control of this. I may not like it, I hate my job, but what can I do? Go out and get a different job or, you know, find something that you enjoy.
2: Yeah. I Yeah. It's funny you say that because, like, that, even though I'm not religious at all anymore, um, I still have always, like, loved that, like, this running to prayer specifically for that reason. Because, like, yeah, I agree with you. It's like you you. – that is something that I have hard a very hard lesson in this past year of that there is very little that I can do to control the actions of other people or the, you know, the day to day of other people. I can't control the traffic. I can't control the weather. I can't control people on Twitter. I can't control people on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like I can't control that. But what I can control is how I react to those situations, right? And, like the way that I deal with them and the way that I internalize them and the way that I process them, you know, and that's, it's yeah, no, I agree with you. That's a really good one. Um. For me, I I don't have a particular quote because again, I'm completely like blanking on <laughs> a particular quote. Um, but I would have to mention um, my I, so I'm Polly. I have a husband and I have two boyfriends. Um, and one of my boyfriends, um, my I guess my other daddy, um, you know, last year I was really struggling because I had a lot of things business wise that just didn't go well. You know, our original supplier we worked with went out of business. Um, and we lost thousands of dollars, you know, because of it, and, you know, the company was really struggling, and I was feeling like a failure, and he, and, you know, and I've always, and I've always, until recently, really struggled with imposter syndrome, you know, I'm black, I'm queer, I'm in a really unique and weird industry, and I've always struggled with feeling out of place, you know, when I'm talking to banks, when I'm talking to investors, when I'm in in business meetings, you know, I, I've always felt really out of place because one, I'm always the only black person. I'm always the only queer person. I'm always the only, you know, cake focused person. What what have you? There's not really anyone like me around me, and so it's been feeling. I felt very alone. Right. And I remember he, or they said to me, they were like, you know, one of the things that I love about you, RJ, is that it doesn't matter what happens, you find a way to keep going and, and it doesn't matter how often you get knocked down. It doesn't matter how often something, you know, causes you to fail. You, you sit, you sit down you process it, you deal with it. And then you sit up and you go, all right, well, it's time for the next thing. And right. that is what's going to make you successful. And that really stuck with me because I, I, I think he's right. You know, I, I faced a lot of challenges in my life. You know, I, have a lot of challenges, but ultimately I'm here, I'm standing, you know, I live in a beautiful city with a man that I love and two boyfriends who care about me deeply, you know, I get to show up in investor meetings wearing my ABU hat, I get to, you know, go on Twitch and talking about, you know, all the stuff that I'm doing and playing video games with you guys and stuff. And that's my job. You know, like, like I, I think I'm doing pretty great for that.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, you your know? Twitch avatar, that otter is just so adorable. I was <laughs> I, like, when you started showing it up, when you had the beer on, you were like, look at my bees, so I was like, oh my
2: chat, god, yeah. I was like, those beads. I, I was like, your avatar is just so adorable. I, I'm super passionate about VR, so like, my VR avatar is like, yeah, I, I take VR very seriously. That's something I'm super excited about. But yeah, I don't know, it's... I I guess that would be mine is that, you know, my, my, my boyfriends and my husband constantly reminding me that I, I, I am, I belong here, that I have value and that I'm going to be successful. I think that's the only reason I'm still standing. So, yeah. So
1: I have one final remark before. you The final question. And that was, um, I remember one of the first messages I ever sent to you. And that was me just kind of expressing how proud I was of you (laughs) because, (laughs) because you were, you know, One, you're from the same state as us, and you know, like born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, like nothing ever happens in Ohio. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) we have the most astronauts. Yeah, like ooh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have so many people that want to get off this earth because of us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I remember seeing a message saying, "Like how proud was?" Because one, you're a black owner, and uh, not not sound controversial, in a very racist market. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's not controversial. Not only are you a black owner, it's in a a very small section of the market because it's kinks. Like nobody ever wants to talk about kinks and stuff. Yeah, And you're doing it to me. You're doing it with flying colors. I remember telling you, like, I'm so proud of you. And I was just like, oh, like like, (laughs) what you're doing is
2: my dream. And I remember telling you that. I was like, I watch you do this. I remember you saying that inspires me. Well, I mean, that's, that's why I get so excited doing stuff like this is, you know, like I, I mentioned before, you know, I was a sex worker for a number of years. Like that was part of how I got through college because my parents had cut me off financially. And so I was like figuring out other stuff. And so, you know, I was, you know, doing sex work and stuff on the side to make extra money. And, you know, I've struggled a lot, you know, as an adult, I've never made more than $35,000 a year, like ever in a single year. Um, in fact, in 2019, I made 12 grand for like the whole year. That was my like personal income. Uh-huh. And so, like, because of that, I've always struggled and always had a really hard time and always desired to just do the things I liked for a job. You know, I was, you know, I always want, I originally, I was making fursuits and, you know, that didn't work out because I just was having some serious health issues and I just wasn't smart. I didn't have business knowledge. No one was teaching me anything. So I didn't know what I was doing and I was making all these mistakes and, you know, I had multiple... You know different jobs that I had tried and they failed because again I I didn't have any guidance I didn't have any knowledge no nothing and I finally started to get successful with makeup you know I was going to be working at you New know, York Fashion Week last year I was gonna I got featured in an advertising campaign for Instagram like the company mm-hmm. um, like I had all these opportunities and then COVID yeah and so you know, it just, it, I mean, it it destroyed everything. I can't do makeup on clients. I couldn't do weddings. I couldn't do fashion week. Like everything was gone. And I suddenly was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And so I feel really lucky that, you know, I managed to be in the space that I am. And now that I am, and I am doing these things and I'm able to live that life, I, that's what I want to do. I would love for people like you, Dylan or Griff to like, You know, you to be able to create content and do photography and and do, you know, promotions and podcasts and all these kind of things around the things you want to do. And that be able to maybe it's not your only job, but it's at least enough to, like, give you the ability to support yourself a little bit. You know, Um, that's kind of like my driving force and my driving goal. And that's why, like, that's why we do a lot of the things we do and why I'm excited about some of the new things that we have coming out is because it's like. I don't want, I I think about how, like, I think about how I felt, you know, sitting in my room with my camera, like trying to edit my Instagram pictures and edit my YouTube videos and being like, all right, I hope this works out. I hope people enjoy this. And you know, that feeling of like wanting people to to enjoy and validate what you do. And so I, 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 I hope to create a way for other people to find that validation and find that success. Um, because it can be really, it can be really validating and really comforting. So,
0: yeah. Speaking of know, like just, Instagram, like when I see your pictures on Instagram, I can just see you glow. Like I can see how happy you it are. It makes me excited. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like you have your I, hood on and you have your you know diaper on. And you're just yeah. like I am puppy. I am I am a pup and I'm a little and I am happy. Like this is who I am. Yeah, this I, is what
2: I do. Like I really am. I just love how you glow in your pictures. Like. <laughs> i really do like i it's funny because it's like i separate because i have separate profiles you know i have my professional twitter i have my professional instagram and then i have my kink based ones and i right well i for the longest time like i was so afraid to like share that kind of stuff because i was like what are people going to think what are they going to do but then uh, then i thought about like finally i came to the conclusion like why do i care like why do i care if people have an issue with it why do i care because ultimately I'm not hurting anyone, right? I'm doing it in I'm doing it in the proper spaces. I'm like age, getting my profiles. I'm putting it in the right area. I'm putting the right like context on them, right? And then also, I'm having fun. I enjoy it. Like I feel so comfortable. Like when I get home, I take my pants off. I put on one of my favorite t-shirts and I walk around in a t-shirt and diaper. Like that's it, you know. <laughs> and I and that's what makes me happy. And that's what makes me comfortable. Who so, does like, that, is that sound combo? like? Uh, I know, <laughs> 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 right? I wonder. So yeah, I just, I just like being able to live my life in a way that makes me happy. And I love that I get to share it with other people and feel good in it. You know, I feel cute. I feel sexy when I'm like dressed, you know, in the ways that make me feel cute and sexy. So yeah, that's, I, yeah, I think that's why I look that way is just because I I just feel happy, you know?
1: And so the final question I did have for you is where can listeners, where can listeners connect with (laughs) you?
2: Uh, well, I, if you want to see anything about me, you can just look up pup underscore amore. That's my thing on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I don't do any of that stuff like for a job. My job is Playtime. So, um, But if you want to check out Playtime, it's just Playtime Co. on all social media platforms. And then on, on YouTube, we're just Playtime uh, with no co. Um, But, yeah, just check us out. Um, We do some really cool stuff. We make really cool clothes. And we do stuff like this, making podcasts and making media. Um, Playtime is now kind of growing. We don't just do clothes. We do e-commerce. We do Twitch. We do community. Um, I really want our our brand to be a way for the ABDL and PUP communities to finally have a place to call home because we don't have one. (laughs) We basically don't. And so... That's what we try to do. So, yeah, check us out. Just
0: playtime. So, my Instagram is pup underscore griff. Twitter, it's flipped backwards because when I started Twitter, someone else had already started pup griff. So, my Twitter's actually
2: that griff. Bitch.
0: Yeah, my Twitter's <laughs> griff underscore pup. I'm also on Telegram. My Telegram and Instagram is the same it's pup underscore griff.
1: Nice. And then for me, uh, my Instagram is Dylan Blake underscore official. Uh, Lots of reasons on that official part because people like to try some <laughs> pictures. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I noticed that. For my uh, Twitter, it's actually backwards. It's Blake Dylan because the motherfucker had Dylan Blake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't win. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. All right. Well, as far as it goes for recess time, since I am the producer, I guess I should say this stuff. Um, if all of our amazing listeners and those of you who are watching this on YouTube and Instagram want to keep up with Recess Time, um, you can go to the website. It's just RecessTime.Playtime.Co. We have we'll have every single episode will be posted and hosted on there. Um, if you put your email in and hit subscribe, you actually will just get an email sent to you with has the podcast. So you can watch it and or listen to it directly from your email client. Um, You can also subscribe and like and review and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify. I put y'all everywhere. Y'all everywhere, bitch. (laughs) We doing it hardcore. Um, But yeah, if you guys want to follow the podcast, if you want to see more of Blake and... or If you want to see more of Dylan and Griff, um, yeah, check out recess time.playtime.co. All the links are right there and you guys can check it out. These two are so amazing and such good, good human beings, good human beings. And I'm just honored that we get to do this for you guys. So I'm super excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. I guess I that's it. That's the first episode. You guys had your first episode. How's it feel? Man, I tell, tell everybody <laughs> tell everybody how it feels.
0: I'm, I'm happy that we finally got episode one under our belt, like, Wednesday, okay. I, like when we did the trailer, Tuesday or uh-huh. Wednesday, whenever we did the trailer, I was like, I'm ready for the episode. I'm ready to do the actual thing now. <laughs> all the technicalities, yeah. all the bloopers we had during the trailer, I was like, and then today it's like, hey, we're going to be doing this like in an hour and a half. And like, that's when the nerves hit. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I hope, I was like, I hope we can get past that technical difficulty hurdle. Like, that's why well, I was, Well, now we did it. Yeah. I was, that's why I was so nervous. Like, man, what if the webcam doesn't work? What if the mics don't work? What if, you know, <laughs> This goes wrong. I was like, because me, I'm a person who I always think of always the worst case scenario. You know, I always think, what if? You know, what if this yep. goes wrong? Like, because I try to have a backup plan, and I try to have a backup plan for a black backup plan. So I'm always thinking, like, okay, what if this goes wrong? Okay, so we got this option, we got this option. If this yep. option fails, then we got two more options after this. You know, so we still got three possible you know options that we can choose from. So yeah. that's
2: why I was nervous. I'm like, man, I hope this goes smoothly. I hope we don't have well, any problems. Well, we did it. <laughs> you guys did it, and you guys should be proud. So let's go ahead and sign off. Why don't you guys say your outro? All right. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for <You're> listening.
1: listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Wait. No, I no, I you got <laughs> I thought we were doing that. I wasn't ready. Right. I was about to say, let's count down. Okay. Count down. All right. <laughs> count down. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: All right, Dick take two, Sam. ready, action. Okay.
1: Three, two, one. Thanks, thanks for, for listening.
0: Watching. Oh, uh, it's, it's watching. Uh, is it? Think- okay, fine. Thank you for watching. Okay.
2: I thought it was thanks well, for it's watching. It's technical- it. It's thanks for listening. Okay, okay, thanks for listening. watching, okay. but it's a podcast. Okay, so listening. To listen me. Okay. 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 I hear it. Okay, <laughs> right? We're putting all of this in the episode. This is all going in. Bloopers,
0: Continue. blooper reel. I feel like I'm on an episode of Friends. At the end of the episode, they always show the bloopers.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, all right, let's. Stop. They already been listening to for like 45 minutes. Let's go ahead. And do it. Okay, let's nice yeah. be okay.
0: Serious. Take three. Okay. Action. Three,
1: two, one. Thanks. Thanks for, for listening.
2: listening. Bye. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It'll be better the next time, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Recess Time is executive produced by Playtime Studios, a subsidiary of Playtime LLC. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait for you to hear more.